Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, and joining me today is Nick McGraw of McGrawsome Design. Now, he's a brand designer who helps entrepreneurs build brands that stand out, connects, and helps you grow. Today, we're discussing what we can do to make our content better, strengthening our brand through value, and finding the time to make it happen. Life is too short. Trying to run a business and balance what you love. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, a former corporate marketing drone and certified life coach turned mompreneur who got fed up with the mom guilt that comes from trying to have the perfect work-life balance. Why can't we have a fit life and a fit business? I'm here to make it easier to be your own boss and enjoy your life. Tune in every Thursday for new episodes. We're going all in with interviews with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, risk takers, coaches, and side hustlers, along with solo episodes with yours truly to provide actionable tools, tactics, processes, and even case studies so you can discover how to create, maintain, and or grow a total fit lifestyle you deserve. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Welcome to the show, Nick. Brittany, thank you so much. It's been a while, huh? Yes. Guys, let me give you the backstory. Okay, so we were just chatting because we recorded a show some months ago, and it was back when neither one of us were superstars in this space. No, I'm teasing. Let me tell you, we had this amazing show. It was a tutorial. Nick spent so much time working with us throughout this tutorial. And to tell you the truth, it became a editing nightmare. I said, you know what, Nick, you just need to come back on the show. We're going to talk again. <laughs> I remember that. I yes. Remember. Yes. We're going to talk again and we're going to make it happen, but we'll Nick make it much simpler this time. We'll make it simpler and digestible and really just action packed so that people, whatever advice we have for them, they can apply it right away. So Nick, we're going to deliver. <laughs> hey, I love delivering <laughs> solutions. I love it. Yes, yes. So once again, guys, like I said, Nick is a graphic designer by trade. So he's going to be able to give us a whole new, unique perspective when it comes to our brands and our design. So first off, Nick, so many of us are out there and we're either solopreneurs or side giggers or side hustlers, whatever you want to call it. We're in this thing, but we've got so many courses and classes coming at us and we need to design our own content. And we need to make it better and have a greater consistency. How can we do that? That's a, such a huge question. Content is king. If you have decided to be an entrepreneur and to start a business, you have likely committed to social media. Not only are you thinking about building your own website and having your own platform, but how else are you going to get your message out? You're likely committing to social media. In the social media, it doesn't have to be every platform, but if you're going to be on one or all of them, you've pretty much signed up to be a content creator. This is an agreement that you've made with yourself and you don't have to be the world's best or a hardcore content creator in terms of volume, but you have signed up to be a content creator. That's what one of the many hats that business owners have to wear. And you don't have to be a, a great graphic designer to make great content. Uh, there's a ton of tools out there that allow design chops to basically manifest in just the everyman really. I've seen some great things from Canva. I've seen some great YouTube and video content that come from non-designers. And I'm very impressed with it. And the reason I'm impressed with it is because they seem to every content creator who stands out to me, all of the content that really catches my attention and really makes me think and really makes me go, wow, they adhere, in my opinion, to a few rules. 
that are transferable to just about every entrepreneur and just about every content creator. And I think the first way you can get clear on your content, which is exactly the same process I use when I'm building a brand or designing a logo or anything for people, it's to get very crystal clear on the strategy and the thinking behind what it is that you're doing. So really knowing what your vision is. What is your vision for what you're bringing to the world? What is the light that you're going to bring to the world? The statement that you stand behind as a brand or as an entrepreneur, as a company, you're delivering to people, right? People are buying from you, whether it's a product or a service or your time. What is your mission statement? What are your values? What are your four to six values that you would stand behind, that you would die for? Four to six words that really describe what it is that you stand for, who you are, why you're doing this, right? Having those things known, having those things uh, in writing uh, are going to be huge uh, mm -hmm. influences on how you design your content or how you build your brand or how you do anything for your target audience. That's another thing, having a vision, having a mission statement, values, and then knowing your target audience. Who is this group of people that would buy from you, whether it was day or night, whether it was pandemic or no pandemic? Who is the group of people that supports you through thick and thin that no matter if you had a bad week or a bad month, you could still rely on them for not only moral support, but by financial support as well. Who are your true fans? When you can tap into these things, what you need to create as far as content is concerned becomes very clear. You won't ask questions like, well, what are my brand colors gonna be? And how many slides in this carousel? None of those things will be as important as really trying to distill down who is this for? Why am I even producing this stuff? And how can I change their lives? Give it to us. <laughs> it's having a strategy. It's about the why you do anything, right? Whether you're thinking about launching that new ebook. Why? Because everyone else around you is launching an ebook or a course. Really think about who you're trying to serve. Really think about what it is you're trying to give to the world and why it's important. No one just writes a book. You know what I mean? No one right. just writes a book. Every author I've ever heard said, I had to write this book because of these reasons. I saw a huge problem in the world. Not, I saw a gap in the marketplace and I decided to fill it. No, no, no. They weren't <laughs> opportunistic. They see a real problem. There's a group of people begging them for help. They're like, I tell you guys this all the time. Why don't I just put in the book and you can just go have it? That's why books get published because they see real problems and they know they have the answers. That's why authors become authors. Content creators, what is the problem we're trying to solve? What is the problem you're trying to solve? What is the solution or the answer you're trying to bring to your audience? When you answer those questions, the type of content that you need to produce and the frequency at which you produce it and the schedule that you post at becomes very clear because your audience will determine what it is they need to see from you. Exactly. Definitely determining that why, because I remember in my days of consistent coaching, as far as executive coaching, it was actually going in deeper, like five layers into your why. So why, and then provide that answer. And then the why again, and then providing that answer and going on all the way until that final why where you're frustrated, but you finally give an answer that doesn't even look like what you originally thought your original <laughs> why was about. Like in terms of your background, and your knowledge as a graphic designer, what does that look like as far as consistency in design? So we say we've got a consistent voice that we've got going on as far as what we speak, but what about in design? No, that's great. So if you've already just determined your tone of voice, who you want to speak to and how you want to speak to them, the other answers actually become very apparent very quickly. So let's say I am launching a brand for new moms. I'm, I'm a mother myself. Let's pretend I'm a mother myself. 
I have motherly instincts, don't you worry. I protect my chicks in the nest, you know what I mean? Let's pretend I'm a new mom mm -hmm. and I went through a bunch of problems, uh, not just through pregnancy, but through buying the right equipment, buying the right stuff for the baby prep, all that stuff. And I realized in all my research, there was no real system or boot camp to get expecting mothers uh, ready to go. There's no real instruction manual, obviously with raising kids, there isn't, but there's no real step-by-step -step guide on these are the things you want to think about in the baby's room. These are the things you want to think about going into it. Maybe I've determined uh, through my research, my copious amounts of research that, you know what, none of these questions I have ever been solved. And I'm almost, you know, as a new mom, I've already given birth to my child, but I know a lot of expecting moms don't have the answers. What if I created something specifically for them. So now your audience is new moms or expecting moms, just like you. So what are they looking for? So when your content is being designed, I'm sure that they would love soft, welcoming, nice, warm, and friendly tone of voice, not something loud in your face, right? They have enough stress to deal with. So they're going to want something that calms their spirits, that is both informative and instructional, but also welcomes them in. And you can start to put together in your head a color palette and maybe a font system and some images, some image curation that you can start to see, oh, all right, I know exactly the type of stock imagery I'm going to source. I know exactly what my Canva is going to be doing as I design these things up. Are they looking, would videos help them more? Would me speaking to them help them more? Do I need to be more of a personal brand and show my face? Are they looking to make a connection with me as a person? Or do I think they're looking to make a connection just to a brand, to like an identity? So Maybe I need a logo, maybe I don't, maybe I can survive without one. But the brand becomes more realized in your head as you visualize. You're like, what is my target audience really looking for? Whereas you take a brand like me, I'm a personal brand, I'm a graphic designer. My brand colors are loud and out there and they're full of energy. I like wearing that type of brand on me. I like being loud and buoyant and it works for me. It works for my personality and I've had a lot of great feedback saying, we love the colors. I love working with you. I feel like when I talk to you, I know exactly what I'm going to get. And that comes through in my branding, but none of my branding would be appropriate for new moms or expecting moms or anything like that. So we just have to curate and determine the things that we're going to do for our target audience and what they might be looking for. Yes. Okay. I love that unique answer. And let me tell you why, because you gave us the story and I started, you know, thinking of colors in my head as a new mother, I started visualizing that. And guys, mm -hmm. I don't know if you did the same, but that's what you want in a design. That's what you're looking for. So that's what you get when you're dealing with somebody with a graphic design background that knows what they're talking. It's just the advice I give to people all the time, especially when clients start working with me, I, I remind them very clearly. It's not about what you like. Like Brittany, if you were to hire me, it's really not about what you like. Yeah, you're paying for it, but I really don't care what you like. I mm -hmm. care what your audience likes and I'm right. going to cater to them and I'm going to design for them. And I'm going to make you something that I know will attract your super fans, that I know will attract your most loyal diehard fans. And they will praise you for making these design decisions. They will praise you um, and come back to you and return to you for more because they can't get enough of you. If I can think like them and what they might like, then I've done my job the right way for you. Yes. Okay. So let's level this thing up. How can we actually strengthen our brand? What does it take to strengthen it? It depends, I think, on... I think it depends on how it's weak. There's probably, everyone's got blind spots, right? Everyone has, has things they do 
really well mm -hmm. and things they do not so well. Some people are allergic to being on the camera, mm. but their brands and what they're trying to sell and their air quotes side hustle demands that they show up. It demands that, that I know who they are. I'm not going to be able to trust what you're selling uh, or what you're trying to bring to the world unless you talk about it, unless I hear it from you. That's what happens in my own brand. People are looking to connect with me. Yeah, yeah, design is great, but you can hire a graphic designer anywhere. Why would you hire me? It's because you like me and it's because I've made a connection with you and, and you laugh at my reels or uh, I've made a, a very poignant or thought-provoking post or something like that. So some people's weakness is consistency. If you look at their profile, it's a mishmash of things. It's a million different colors, it's a million different effects. There's no real consistency in photo curation or image curation. I really don't know what the message is and I don't know what you stand for. Here's a good test, Brittany. Here's a good test for everybody who's listening. Go to your Instagram and look at your nine most recent posts, the, mm -hmm. the top nine, that three by three grid. And I want you to, in your head, print them out on just whatever, eight and a half by 11 paper. Okay. I want you to print out your nine most recent posts, full size page. If you can print them out. We're then going to print out my most recent nine. We're going to print out Brittany's most recent nine. We're going to print out another seven. And we're going to print out the nine most recent posts of 10 random Instagram accounts. And when we have all these pieces of paper in our hands, we're going to throw them all over the floor, face up, and just let them fall on the floor. Can you actually go around and pick up all your content? Can you actually go around and pick up every single one? That's mine. Yep, that's mine. That's oh! mine. That's mine. That's mine. That's <laughs> mine. Right? Can you actually, can a stranger that you've never met before, yes. can you tell them, go pick out all of my stuff. I'll, I'll start you off. Here's the first one. My content looks like this. Go get the other eight on this floor. Can they do that competently? Yes. And if, oh you're, my, my. And if you can't recollect your nine most recent posts, you have a branding problem. You probably have a visual problem, a messaging problem, and a niche problem. You haven't niched down and you haven't really distilled down into your brand. You haven't really leaned into it. You're trying a, a mishmash of different things and, and nothing seems to be working because it's not all one cohesive look. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'll <laughs> that blew your mind. Eh? That like blew I'm the doors off. I just have to say that exercise was awesome. Okay. Because I'm a visual person and I believe that most of my audience also really love to get that visual aspect, to see it, to feel it, to know like, oh, okay. Because a lot of times people will tell you like, oh, your brand has to speak this and it has to say that, but just actually giving something so easy and simple as to, hey, if we were just taking just the last nine posts and throwing them up in the air, could I put it together like a puzzle and know that right. that's you? That yeah. is phenomenal. I'm just going to say hands down, that is phenomenal. Kudos. You get, you get a I car, passed, you I get a car. This. I passed the test. Everybody. Yes. He Gold knows what he's star. talking about. I guess guys, no, no guys, he is awesome. And this is exactly why he's on the show. I could do that with your content. Your content looks like it's very consistent to me all the time. You're one of my favorite brands that I follow on Instagram. Oh. Very, you have a, no, it's true. You have a very, I'm a big fan of your brand and what you do. And you have a very distinct look to you. And I don't think your content looks quite like anyone else's out there. And I think if you put ours, yours and mine against eight other people uh, randomly in the world, I can easily pick up Brittany's content. That's one of the strengths and you asked, how can we strengthen it? That's, you yes. can go in that direction, right? So there's a million different blind spots you could have and there's a, a million different ways to strengthen those.
Yes. Okay. Whenever we do create that freebie or that giveaway or that lead magnet, how do we stay consistent? How do we know what to offer? You may not be a mother, but I feel like you're very compassionate and you actually can relate to brands. What type of giveaway do you believe would relate to say the mother that wants to help others? What's something that she could give away? Yeah. Let's talk about the new moms or expecting moms. When you've identified a problem that they have, maybe it's top 10 things that no one told me about just before I went into labor or get this checklist, top three things that no new mother can live without. I'm not talking bottles and high chairs and diapers. I'm talking other things that no one's told you about. No one even, I wish I had this information. So lead magnets and freebies, whatever it is you want to call it, they come in many different forms. Sometimes they come in the form of a checklist. Sometimes they come in the form of a free guide, Mm -hmm. but whatever it is, it has to be pinpoint honing in, really lasering in on a problem. It has to be pinpoint focused on a specific problem. When you download this freebie, this is what you're getting out of it and be super crystal clear on why people need it. There's almost like a bit of a fear factor in it. It's like, you'd be crazy not to download this free stuff I'm giving you because it is life-saving. It will change your life and it will save you a boatload of time, money, and headaches down the road. So if you make your lead magnet or freebie just really powerfully packed with information that for sure your target audience, you absolutely know they need this information because you were in the target audience not too long ago and mm-hmm. you wish you had that information. That's what service is all about. Your purpose comes from your pain. It's the people who went through the pain themselves, whether it was emotional or physical or mental pain, they just had headache after headache. They went through experiences that brought them down. And now they don't want others to go through those same experiences. That's why anyone writes a book. That's why anyone builds a course. That's why anyone starts a service. It's because they're sick of seeing the same crap in the world. And so when they have good intentions like that, when their heart's in the right place, they come up with the best solutions. And you won't necessarily knock it out of the park your first time. Um, I'm actually building a lead magnet about something like this myself, Brittany. I'm building a checklist about how to clean up your social media. The problem I see with a lot of entrepreneurs, they want to be on this platform and they want to be on that platform. Well, I have to be on LinkedIn, but then I also have to be on Facebook and Instagram. That's a, that's a given. Do I need a YouTube? What about TikTok? Like everyone thinks right. they have to be everywhere. Right. And so it's, but that's because people they know are everywhere. So they think they have to do things just because their friends do things. And when they go down that road like that, everything looks disjointed. It comes back to that content thing and you scatter your content all over the floor and pick up all yours. Can I look at your Facebook banner and marry it to your LinkedIn banner and marry it to your profile pic and know that I'm always dealing with the same person, Mm -hmm. right? You don't have to have exactly the same images from platform to platform, but the branding should all be consistent. I see a real problem with people having all these disjointed, mishmashed, social media platforms. And I just Mm -hmm. want them to have more consistency. I just want them to feel better about the business and the brand that they're showing up on because social media is your business. We talked about that in the beginning. If you're going to be running a business and you're going to use social media to promote it, you are de facto a content creator, but you have to look good. Your shop has to look good. If, if Instagram is the only platform, the only social media platform that you're going to live on. If this is going to be the main house, then we better make sure the house looks good. We better make sure it has curbside appeal. We better make sure the home is taken care of. And so that it was a whole dressing down. That was a new profile pic, a new highly optimized bio, a new link that doesn't take you very far off the platform of Instagram. Instagram hates it when your links take people off the platform. They want you to stay on the platform. But in order to drive new business, you have to be sending people to your website or a, a platform that's similar to Instagram, like Facebook 
or a, a calendar booking or something like that. So we click their Instagram profile picture, their bio, their highlights, all their content was reworked. Their hashtag strategy was reworked. The way they write captions was reworked. The way they even idea create, the way they generate the ideas for content writing and content strategy, all of that was, was completely redesigned um, and reinvented for them. And now um, some of the people that I coach in just a few short months have doubled and then tripled their business inside of those uh, months that we've been working. They've had two price increases. It's been crazy to see what just cleaning up one profile and getting very crystal clear on your audience and very crystal clear on the content you're going to bring to them. It's amazing the transformation that happens. Yeah. Nick, you speak on living your brand. Let us know how can we live our brand? Is there something in the world that you could talk about for the next 30 years and not get bored by it? Seriously, is there something in the world that you love mm -hmm. so much that if you had to talk about this thing for the next 30 years, I'm not saying it has to be the only thing you have hobbies. I have interests. I like going to the gym. I like sports. I do other things mm -hmm. than this, but I know I'll also never get bored of talking about branding and marketing and design and trends and stuff like that. I'll never get bored of it. And I'll talk about it from now until the day I die. It will always be a burning passion of mine. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean the other people around me won't get bored of it. They <laughs> are already sick of hearing about what I talk about every day. But is there something in your life, in your world, that not only will, if you bring it to the right people and you bring it to the right audience, will solve a problem for them, will change their lives, but you also won't get bored of it. That is an honorable intention to have. That is a good agenda to have that you have so much passion for that if you had to do this for the next 30 years, great, that's your attitude towards it. Great, please, I would love to do this for the next 30 years. Personal trainers are a great example of this. They love what they do. I've never right. been a personal trainer. I'm like, ugh, I waste today. <laughs> but they're addicted to it. And that's right. why the clients that they onboard they love their energy and they love the brand that this personal trainer has. I want to work with her for sure because she gets it. And I really want that same fire in my life. They love it right now. Some days are harder than others to get to the gym or get to the office or do design work. Some days are harder than others. I'm not saying every day is perfect and peachy, but I know I'll never get bored of it. So that's what I mean when I say really living your brand. I'm not asking you to be a thoughtless automaton or be a robot and just talk <laughs> about work all the time. No, you can be a human being about it. You can humanize yourself, but too many of those. And the next time I come to your profile, I'm like, what are you doing? This is not what I know you for. When I go to Nike, Brittany, when I go to Nike, what am I expecting to see? I'm expecting to see shoes. If they start talking about some ridiculous campaign that has nothing to do with anything. I'm like, oh, okay, that's not why I came to Nike for. People know you for one thing, right. especially as a personal brand or a solopreneur. They know you for one thing. That's not to say you're not a human being. That's not to say you're not multifaceted, but people know you and they're expecting things from you. So that's what I mean by living by your brand, being your brand, staying in your lane, stay in your lane, talk about what you know. There's a million different ways to talk about what you know. Right. People think that they drain their well of knowledge in the first six months. It's simply not true. The world is always changing and so is your industry. There's always something new to talk about. Some new topic or some new article that came out where you can have an opinion on uh, and you can show why you're the expert. So you need to be the authority in your niche, be your brand, live your brand every day, stay in your lane. It's hard. It's sometimes even my coaching students, Brittany, like sometimes they'll come to me like, well, I was thinking of posting this. I'm like, mm -hmm. and what do you think I'm going to say to that? <laughs> You're going to hate it. Yeah. And why am I going to hate it? Because it has nothing to do with what we're working on. It has nothing to do with what we're working on. I thought you wanted more clients, more customers. What do you think they're looking for? 
All right. Don't do it for me. Do it for that. Your clients. Do it for your audience. Don't do it for me. Don't do it because I told you to. Don't do it because some Instagram expert told you to do. Do it because your audience is looking for things from you and you need to help them. Okay. So Nick, you've got your coaching, you've got your actual clients and you're managing this whole thing and you're making it happen and you're still being creative. What are your productivity secrets? The first one is identifying those blind spots that we talked about. And yeah. some of my blind spots were that I needed help mm. and I needed help in the way of another designer who helps me design my own content and some of my clients content. And I, she's been instrumental in helping me craft new ideas, getting the help and building a team around you is super, super helpful. You just, you can't clone yourself mm. and there's not enough hours in the day. So you're going to need the help. And I and I know that's a very distasteful thing to think about when you're just starting out. You can barely pay yourself. How, how are you supposed to pay uh, assistance? How are you supposed to pay for a VA or some sort of uh, content manager, some social media content manager? I know it's a harrowing thought, but that's one of the ways that's helped me become more productive. That's one of the ways that's helped me just skyrocket the amount of stuff that I can create. Just as a little side note, guys, it is a game changer. Nick and I have spoken about this in the past. Getting help is so huge. If you need to have a garage sale or do something, <laughs> even if you have to like create some crafts and sell that, whatever it is, get some help, get something that, that you can do really fast and you can sell, do that. So you can pay for the help. Brittany, like before I hired anyone on, before I hired a VA or before I hired a junior designer, I was so averse and so not into the idea of relinquishing control. I now realize that I didn't have to be the linchpin and I didn't have to be the bottleneck that I was being in my own business. And mm -hmm. you just, your world opens up. So I can't speak highly enough about identifying where you need the help and hiring the right solution for that. I would say the next thing that's helped me is automation and not everything in my life can be automated, but especially when it comes to create, if content and content creation is one of my staples, then having automation like creator studio or Hootsuite has been instrumental because I can just batch dump into in an afternoon, I can schedule up two weeks worth of content and not have to worry about it again. That's been instrumental where I'm not posting individually and thinking about things. I would also say before that process even happens, if you're going to batch schedule it, you should batch produce it. Mm -hmm. I think if you're already setting up your video and you're already setting up your phone on your tripod and you have your ring light and you have all the stuff you need, why would you record just one video? You're already ready to go record four or five, do the editing to them that afternoon. There, you batch recorded four or five videos. You're good. If you only want to release one a week, you're good for a month. You need to batch process things. You need to batch write your bi-weekly emails. You need to batch produce your content. You need to batch write out your ideas, batch journal right? If you want to sit down and have a brain dump, okay, this can be content, that can be content, this can be content. Come up with 10 to 12 ideas right then and there in an afternoon. Mm -hmm. This will save you time and it will make you feel instantly more productive. So that way you're not pulling yourself in several different directions. Okay, I got to go make content for 15 minutes. Ah, but then I got to go do this for 15 minutes. That's not a very useful way to spend your time and you will feel like you're spinning many plates. You'll feel busy, but you won't feel productive. Right. right. You'll feel like you're just burning fuel, but you're going nowhere. It's mm -hmm. like just stepping on the gas, but you're still in park. It's not conducive to running your business or moving your business forward. So I would say identifying where you need to help, finding the automation tools that help you. So like MailChimp, again, Hootsuite, Creator Studio, Calendly, so people can just book calls with you. And then batch 
creating batch idea generation and then batch scheduling. Super helpful. Yes. Yes. Nick, that is what's up. And that's how you are really able to scale up, grow your business and grow your brand. So thank you so much for those productivity secrets. We've got to go into our mentoring moments before you leave. This is the part where I'm going to just ask you a thought provoking question and give us some of your wisdom. If you could only speak one word today, what would that word be? I think that one word would be service. Okay. And the reason I think that is because I remember when I decided that what I was going to do was no longer going to be for me in that the design I do and the brands I help create and logos I make and the websites I make are in service to other people. I'm serving other entrepreneurs. I'm helping them build their empires and it excites me Hmm. and it makes me feel so good knowing that they can use the work that I'm doing and build their things because I'm such a nerd. I often think about my clients as Luke Skywalker, the hero. No, seriously, the hero taking on the Death Star, taking on Uh Darth Vader. They're the hero of their own story, but I'm just Obi-Wan. Oh my goodness, I love it. I'm an important part of the story. They're all heroes. They are the Luke Skywalker taking on the Empire, and I'm just helping to guide them and mentor them. And hopefully the things that I build them and the coaching that I provide for them and the clarity I give them will help them win and defeat their Death Stars. Woo! <laughs> See that? See, guys, that is McGrossom sauce. I'm trying to tell you, <laughs> let it drip all over you. Let it drip. Everybody is going to want to know how they can get in touch with you. I know that you've already given us some of your information, but please let us know how to get in touch with you. My website is always available, McGrossom.com. You can send me a message there. You can get in touch with me. You can book a call there. I also pretty much live on Instagram, McGrossom Design, at McGrossom Design on Instagram. DM me. I would love to talk to you. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you, Brittany. I appreciate it. As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love and rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash total fit boss chick. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Bye for now.